From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Amy Keene, and this is FT News. China has unveiled retaliatory duties of up to 25% on food that it imports from the U.S. This includes pork, fruit, nuts, and wine. And it comes in response to the Trump administration's new tariffs on steel and aluminum imports. So where do things stand between the two countries? The FT's global trade editor, Sean Donnan, joins me to explain. Sean, so just for those who are not following global trade the way you are, just take us back to the beginning. How did we get to where we are today? There's a lot of people who have argued for some time that China has been kind of gaming the global economy, gaming the system since it joined the WTO, the World Trade Organization, in 2001. But Donald Trump, ever since he started running for president, really targeted what he called China's unfair trade practices. He has sort of two big economic bogeymen in mind uh, when he thinks about the hollowing out of the U.S. manufacturing base, and that's China uh, following its joining of the WTO in 2001, and also Mexico, which, of course, is a, is a member of the North American Free Trade Agreement, which the Clinton administration signed in, in the early 1990s. And since then, Donald Trump argues factories have been moving to Mexico, they've been moving to China, and left behind have been the kind of victims of globalization. And in his mind, he is kind of setting this all all straight and right. And so last month, he began acting on that promise by putting tariffs on steel and aluminum. And he followed that up fairly quickly by announcing the results of an investigation into China's intellectual property regime. And as part of that, has ordered up some $60 billion in imports from China that he wants to target for 25% tariffs. And we are now waiting for that list. So what we've seen this list of 128 products that the Chinese have announced is their tit-for-tat response to the steel tariffs, which is the first wing. And that's about $3 billion in trade, relatively small compared to what we're expecting on the intellectual property regime. And we're gearing up for that. This is how trade wars start. It starts with you know one side imposing tariffs, the other responding. Then we'll get a response from again, and we'll go back and forth a few a, a few rounds. And pretty soon you start doing some, some, some very real economic economic damage. So we're at the very beginning of something that has already unnerved financial markets a lot. And I think that it's something that we need to get used to as a new uncertainty for business, for financial markets, that's just going to be there for a good long while. So let's get into the list, this latest list from China. You mentioned $3 billion. That's not huge. What are the items that are on this list? And can you sort of offer some insight as to why it was these particular items as opposed to, to anything else? What does it tell us about China's strategy in this dispute? Sure. There's some steel products and some aluminum products that are very clearly direct responses to, to the tariffs that the Trump administration has targeted. And then there's some some politically sensitive products. And, and when you retaliate in the trade war, typically you try to do not just economic harm or cause economic consequences, but, but also you need to be aware of the domestic politics. And so one of the items on the list here is ginseng, the root, the medicinal root that the Chinese love. Well, they happen to love American ginseng. It's actually, as, as my colleague Lucy Hornby uh, wrote today, is it sells at a premium in China if it's got the American flag on it. Well, they've just slapped a 25% tariff on that. And a lot of that ginseng nowadays comes from Wisconsin. Why is Wisconsin important? Well, Wisconsin is an incredibly politically sensitive state. One, it's a swing state that Donald Trump won in the 2016 election. It's also the home of Paul Ryan, who is the Speaker of the House of Representatives here and one of the top Republicans 
Republicans in Washington. We're seeing that on, on, on the agricultural side, you know, almonds, uh, wine, you're hitting the agricultural industry in California. You're hitting pork, which again gets into the, to the American heartland. Pig farmers in, in places like Iowa are, are going to get hit by this. And that's something that, that politically will hurt Donald Trump. So the aim here is really politics. And that's how you target things. And we've, you know, we've heard this. It's not just the Chinese who do this. We've heard from the Europeans when these steel tariffs were first announced, the Europeans released a list of goods that they were going to target. And high on there was Kentucky bourbon. Why Kentucky bourbon? Because Mitch McConnell, who's the top Republican in the Senate, comes from Kentucky and likes his bourbon. And so you're literally hitting his home constituency. Likewise, dairy products. Again, that's Paul Ryan in Wisconsin. So there's a strategic element to, to this retaliation. And, and we're going to see more of this. Well, that, and that brings me to my next question. Uh, you mentioned that the U.S. was looking at a um, list of intellectual property items to perhaps hit at next. Can you shed any light on what the next, the coming months and, and possibly years will look like between the U.S. and China? It's going to be ugly. And I think that's the key point to remember. We're going to see a lot more open tension and open conflict between the world's two largest economies. That is the new normal that we're talking about here. There's been this kind of polite disagreement that's been going on between Washington and Beijing for years now. You know, this isn't just about Donald Trump. There's clearly there's a there's a rivalry between an emerging power and and an America that is seeing its its influence and power challenged in the world by China. The question is how you handle that relationship. And we're in this kind of weird space where Donald Trump keeps talking about his friendship with Xi Jinping, his Chinese counterpart, and, you know, the great relationship that they have. He talks about him as a friend. And yet, at the same time, he's really trying to, to take a more muscular and more confrontational approach on the, on the economic and the trade side. In the immediate future, what we're going to see is this kind of rolling out of this list of 1,300 products that are going to be targeted for American tariffs. Then we'll look to the retaliation. We'll also look to the U.S. business community and see what they have in terms of reaction. A lot of the U.S. business community is going to be resistant to that because it's going to mean the cost of their inputs going up for things potentially like like LCD screens or LED lights. We're also, as part of this intellectual property investigation, the, the president has ordered up uh, potential investment restrictions that the Treasury Department is drafting. We should get that in May or June. We're then, you know, going to be watching how, how this builds and, you know, whether we get any resolution. Stephen Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, has said that there are some negotiations going on. It's unclear how substantive those negotiations are and whether you can really get some Something done, whether the Chinese are willing to, to make real changes that would satisfy the Trump administration. But this is not something that ends this week. This is something that lasts certainly through, I think, into the summer, more likely through the end of the year. We're also in a political environment here in Washington where we've got midterm elections later this year. No one's really willing to be China's friend here in Washington right now uh, when you've got elections ahead. We've just got to get used to a different tenor here. And I think that's, that's important to stress. This relationship is hugely important. There is no more important rela economic relationship in the world. And it's going to be a lot tenser for many months to come. All right. Well, it sounds like it could get much uglier before anything is resolved. I want to mention that Sean writes a weekly global commerce briefing that he sends out every Monday. It's called Free Trade, and you can sign up for it at ft.com forward slash free trade. Thanks, Sean. 
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com.